Hi, you've reached 1-800-PIN-PALS Integrated Comic Solutions. Please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. If you are looking for a good drawing pin, press 1. If you are interested in social media advice, press 2. For the 1-800-PIN-PALS podcast, please remain on the line and Benji, Nate, and Michael Sweater will be with you shortly. Thanks. So we've been threatening to start a podcast for a long time. We have been threatening. We've been threatening. So we should probably start the podcast by saying who we are and what we do yes. and maybe why that's important. Yes. All right. So who, what's your name? Oh, I'm Benji Nate, uh, and I've been drawing comics for several, several years. Several? And what, <laughs> what, what kind of... What kind of I, so if somebody was to stumble upon this without knowing who we are... <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Are you, are you a web cartoonist? Are you a graphic novelist? Are you a journalist? Right. I'm a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I, I guess I'm a web comics person who does web comics for print. Okay. And so what are you working on right now? Uh, right now I'm working on Girl Juice. Okay. And, and- Hellphone. And Hellphone, which are two long-form comics that are on the web that are going to be printed? Yes, that's accurate. And so have you like done a printed book before? Have you ever yeah. done that? Uh, yeah, a couple times. I also did Catboy. Yeah, which was a webcomic and then put into print? Yeah. So you'd say that you were reasonably qualified to give advice on making comics for print in the web? Reasonably, yeah, I'd say. All right. Now you gotta ask me what I do. So, so who are you? What do you do? We're married. I can't believe you'd ask me a question like that. Oh my god, I forgot. So I'm I'm Michael Sweater. I'm currently drawing a web comic that's going to be for print called Everything Sucks. Uh, I've done a lot of books for print. Please keep warm was for print. Please destroy my enemies. A lot of please books. I'm figuring out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also writing several books that other people are, are drawing and making with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puppy Night with Hostway Cruz just is being announced soon. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that with Silver Sprocket. Uh, and I also believe I'm reasonably, qual- reasonably qualified to give advice. Yeah, but we're also humble. We're also very humble. <laughs> <laughs> but so why, why, are we, why are we doing this? Why are we making a podcast? Um, I don't know, because I want to feel butterflies talking to my husband again, and I am nervous. I was thinking, like, uh, what what utility could this offer other I, people? I understand the question. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, we could help people make better comics and make better decisions when no. making their comics. And putting them out there before so this is this is a, this is gonna be like a question and answer show so people like submit questions and then we answer them uh so that we don't have to do any research <laughs> or any prep uh and also the things that we think are important people might not find important mm-hmm. but like so what sorts of questions do you hope we get asked um i hope people i like creation process type questions because i feel like everybody has like a dumb way of doing it 
or are too scared to do it in ways that they think is correct yeah. for them. But like, they feel like, oh, I have to write a script or I have to <laughs> design every character for two years. So one of the big things with me is I feel like in the year 2021, a lot of the, con- there seems to be a lot of conventional wisdom that people have of how you're supposed to be making comics and what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And people like everybody's like, Oh, so I have to write a script with text and I have to like, I have to put it on webtoon or there's just like a lot of things that people have in their mind that this is the way people are supposed to do it. And there's a lot of ways up the mountain. And like when you Google, especially when you're Googling like early stuff, like how to make comics, there's a lot of very, 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 uh, not bad advice, but it's like very specific to certain people. Mm-hmm. And I would say people who did work more like us may not succeed if they follow other people's advice. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like you've had, you had a lot of success using Webtoon as a platform. Uh, yes. I, I don't know how. I don't know why. It's, uh, well, it's, comp- yes, keep going. Please compliment so, me. <laughs> but so when I, if I were to use Webtoon... That would probably be a mess, right? I don't think it would work the same way for you, no. That, that's what I'm saying. Is And I have like the awareness of that. But I, yeah. think, I think if I was looking up how to get started in comics right now, I might make a webtoon. And I might be very mm-hmm. confused about why that wasn't working. Yeah. I just think stuff like, I think this could be a nice little alternative to some of the other advice. Uh, yeah. Go hand in hand with it. Yeah, I also think we could give advice on a pretty broad range of stuff because we, in our own work, cover a pretty broad range of like genres and styles and stuff. Yeah. So here's hoping. So we'd like so creative advice. We'd like to do business advice. Mm, yeah. Uh, what would we? What kind of questions don't we want to do? Um, how do you script? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's good. We're gonna do that one. Okay, <laughs> you can do that one. I was, I, I was, I was uh, yeah. What to... kind of questions? Yeah, what kind of questions don't you want? So I was trying to lead you into saying, you can't lead cover, me. I don't want to cover any sort of interpersonal drama with any cartoonists. Oh, yeah, you're um, you weren't gonna lead me into that because it's not even a thought in my mind. Yeah, well, I just a lot of podcasts get into that, which is fun to listen to, but I can't do it. I'm just so don't email me about anybody yeah we're just like not gossipers like we mind our own business (laughs) we keep our noses clean i am absolutely a gossiper but i'm exhausted by being a gossiper (laughs) it is exhausting and i gotta stop doing it. it's an exhausting time to want to gossip like i think also it's useless to new people it's if you're a new cartoonist you should stay out of the gossip gossip is for people who are bored yeah you should not be bored if you're just getting started yeah gossip is for people who are trying not to meet deadlines <laughs> yeah right, so do you want to you want to you want to jump into the questions i just think immediately start doing it i think we should i think that's a good move all right so the first question is from emily mm-hmm. and emily can be found on instagram at i'm just going to spell it out because it doesn't say any it's just i think it might be the first initial and the last name but it's e-j-o-y-m-e-h-r but Emily asks, how do you tackle long-form projects? I mostly do dailies slash short strips, but would like to try a 30-page or longer story. The longest comic I've done so far is eight pages. Yeah, so this is actually, I feel like, a perfect question for us because 
we're so we're very big daily people who also do yeah. long form stuff. Yeah, uh, do a lot of strips, a lot of a lot, we, we've done the graphic novels. We've we've done the graphic novels, capital G, capital N. Uh, but oh well, for me, I like if you have a daily strip and you have like a consistent cast of characters. There's no pressure for you to just push it like eight pages one day, then 12 pages the next, and then just like do small stories. I'd rather read a collection of good eight page stories than I would a 200 page drawn out thing by someone who didn't know how to do that yet. Yeah. So before we even get into it, can I like get kind of pedantic? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people just in my DMs ask me since like, you know, I've done longer stuff. They asked me like, you know, they're like, I've, I've done the, this, but I would like to do a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite understand. To me, when I do a graphic novel or a longer story, it's because I need more pages to tell the entire story. And I know that's like pedantic, but like having length as your goal up front is kind of a weird thing. <laughs> like that doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I totally get it as somebody who's obsessed with doing longer stuff. That's the thing. I This isn't crazy to me. I I always, <laughs> I always want to do a 200, 300, 500-page thing just to prove that I'm serious. But th- that's the thing is, me too. But, like, it is interesting that the, the length has nothing to do with the quality of the product. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. It is kind of a weird impulse that like all cartoonists, well, not all, but a lot of cartoonists are like, oh, I would just love to do a longer thing. But it's like, well, it's just if it's longer. That just is just should theoretically should be because you need more space to tell the story. Yeah. It, it, if you need the space, you use the space. But I also don't think you would actually love to do a 200 page graphic novel. <laughs> it, it's It looks cool at the end, but then... You have to draw it. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 cool in its own way. But it's cool, so this it's thing cool is, in its own special way. So let's talk like specifically to the thing. Like Yes. So this person mostly does dailies and strips. And they want to do specifically 30 pages or longer. Mm-hmm. And the longest comic they've done so far is eight pages. Mm-hmm. So like... If you were just trying to get out of that bubble, like how would you be thinking about it? Um, Because like, so to me, a strip is an entire story. It's got a beginning where you establish what, you know, whoever you're covering or, you know, yourself, if it's autobio, you're establishing who they are, what they want and why the audience should care. Mm -hmm. That's like what the first panel is. Yeah. Second panel is them attempting to do the thing, uh, and you know having some sort of conflict or failure and the third panel is them getting or not getting the thing and generally what you do is you use the previous information to like twist it so they get it or not get it in a way that the person the reader isn't expecting Mm -hmm. which if you want to make that longer what you just do is you do that same structure but with scenes in quotes so you know you have a scene where you establish what they want and then you have scenes where they're trying to you know get it and then you have like a scene where uh you know you're you get what you want generally in an unexpected or creative way or not get 
Um, mm-hmm. So like if somebody was trying to do like, a, you know, so this person's done an eight page story. Yeah. How would you advise them getting to 30 pages? Because I'm assuming like the eight page story has multiple scenes in it. I mean, I would assume maybe so, not. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. But so like, no, t- see, the thing is to me, what I do is when I work, sort of like that three panel strip, I'll have like a beginning, middle and end in mind. And I feel like you can just uh, put something in the middle that's like another step and have that have like an internal beginning, middle and end. And I'm trying to figure out how to explain, how to extend it. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing is the way I do it is I always start with a strip and accidentally end up making a 40-page story <laughs> within the strip. Well, the thing is, so you're like, your mind is constantly looking for other things to do and just, it just adds yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm like looking to stretch things. Also, it makes drawing it in strip format still. Like, if you can make a story where that's still each page stands on its own, I think that makes storytelling a little bit easier. Yeah, because, like, so that's actually, like, a thing that I've noticed as I've tried to do longer stories on Instagram is the act of, so when you do the longer story on Instagram, you have to have a beginning, middle, and end in every post yeah. as well. Because if you're a new person or you're just, if it's a de- a new day and you look at a page, if it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end in it, uh, it's kind of, you have to like remember what happened before or it's okay. like not satisfying because it doesn't conclude. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing is to me, if I wanted to go longer, I would just find more connectors and then give those connectors beginning, middle, and end. So like if the story, if you, if you in your mind have a story and you're like, okay, I... I'm hungry, I got to go to the store, and then I make a salad. Uh, you know, that is kind of like, you know, that could be a, a three-page thing. But then, you know, how do you get to the store? Uh, what happens in the store? Mm-hmm. And, you know, make how do you get to the store have a beginning, middle, and end. Like, have, like, you know, break things into segments. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a, I think a really good example of someone who does it on Instagram is Simon Hanselman. Yeah, uh, he does a really good job of posting comics that obviously are a whole story. They all connect with each other, but each each update, each post, kind like you can kind of read on its own and laugh at something. Right. Um, also, if you've got a story and you want to go longer for the sake of going longer, maybe where your end is is maybe you try to ex- make that the middle. Yeah, like what happens next? That's also, good. That's smart. I feel like uh, in storytelling, there's a thing called a midpoint false victory or false loss, where yeah. in the middle of the story, you have the character think they've won or think they've lost for sure. And then you basically slap them and like, you know, it's like, oh, I got what I always wanted, but what I always wanted was bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're in a worse position than where they started. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I have a million dollars. And it's like, oh, well, actually, the way I got this million dollars, now uh, these people are after me. Yeah, like, yeah, dramatically. Yeah. yeah. Are, are we being helpful for this person at all? I think maybe. I think it's possible. <laughs> I think it might actually be helpful to look at story structure and, like, work around that if you're having trouble with long form. Because, like, even if you don't adhere to it specifically, it'll help you figure out where you need to stretch things or where you need to let things go. 
What resources would you offer somebody? Uh, save the cat. Save the cat? <laughs> you want to talk about save the cat real quick? Oh, God. Do I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So save the cat is a book that I've given to a bunch of people. And it is one of the, it's the reason I understand what the three act structure is. So it's a <laughs> book on writing movies, but it's written by a guy who seems kind of like, uh, a jerk and it seems like it's written for people who might be stupid yeah yeah for sure so it's like on how to write like a hit hollywood movie if your only <laughs> goal is to make a hit hollywood movie but sort of almost like subverting its goals sort of like subverting its goals it is written so sort of like aggressively like cutthroat that there's no big words you can completely understand what a story is after reading it. Yeah, yeah. He's really mean, but it's also like mean for dummies. Yeah, it's it's very weird because this thing is like, even though we don't make things that are like Hollywood movies and I don't think I would like this person if I met them. I mean, they're dead now, so. Listen, I wasn't trying to go there. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. But like, that's the thing is it's, I think it's a really good book, but also there's a story is a mm-hmm. Robert McKee. Is it Robert McKee? I think so. Say, so yeah, story is a little more advanced and pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Emily, we we hope that helps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you have any other questions, or uh, if we actually didn't answer it, please let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let you us know. Read the next one. Uh, sure, I will. Okay, so Rob asks. Did you guys come up with your styles slash designs before starting making comics? I'm intimidated to start because I don't know how I want mine to look or what my style is. I think think that's a fair and good question. I think so too. Oh, do you want to open it up with any thoughts? Because I think you have a very good style and people also like your style. Well, I think the best teacher for that is comics because... The way you're going to draw for illustration or something is almost always going to be different than the way you're going to draw for comics. Yeah. Because uh, you have to take shortcuts. You have to like draw new things that you haven't drawn before. And you'll yeah. figure so, out how to make that work for a comic for you. So the question specifically is, did we come up with our styles or designs no. before starting comics? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you... So when you started drawing comics, like your art did not look like your art looks like now. No, no. And I think that's going to continue to change for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So uh, I think big upfront advice. Don't wait till things are right to make the comic. No, never, never do that. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, like this, the style of people's comics is informed by the act of making comics. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying earlier, you draw differently for comics than you do for illustration. Yeah. And like in a lot of ways, there's that thing of like when a really good illustrator with a great style is like, oh, I'm working on a comic. And then you get excited and then you see it and you're like, this doesn't oh. look right. Something looks wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know like I mean? they, they knew how to draw, but they didn't know how to draw for a comic. It's so specific. So Sometimes- especially if you're new. Oh my god, sometimes I've seen comics from really good illustrators where suddenly it looks like they don't remember what anatomy is, and it's like, how? It's really interesting. It it is a bizarre problem Um, that happens that you can only really get over by just doing the comic and not thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. um, 
so this thing is so how, where you know where would you say your style came from like how you know we actually i think we both have pretty strong individual styles in quotes yeah i think so like what how, how, do you, how did that happen how did that happen for you for me it was all like anime and manga and then at around high school um my teachers didn't like me drawing anime and manga because i went to like an artsy high school so i started drawing cartoons instead <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's just like a, a blend of stuff it was yeah. mostly that do you remember that sort of like era with cartooning where it was like, um, don't draw anime and manga. It sucks. And that's not professional of you. Look at this Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> but that thing is like, you've got like a lot of like, so if you felt like, uh, so for, to me, style is just sort of a mishmash of what you look at. Like, yeah, for sure. So if you if you like and look at good things, you're going to have a style that sort of resembles your taste. Like, yeah. yeah to me, yeah. like, when I see somebody's style, a lot of the times I can guess what they like to do in their, their free time mm-hmm. or, like, what type of artist they like. Oh, yeah. No, I see artists um, all the time online where I look at them and I'm like, oh, we watched the same exact shows in our adolescence. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can I can see it. And it's like, shit, I got to look at some more uh, uh, paintings or something quick. So if you wanted to have, I mean, this is slightly outside of the scope of the question, mm-hmm. but like if you wanted to have like a style that was good, having something that doesn't look like other people to me is like very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, like, that doesn't mean I came up with it. Because, like, okay, so for me, I have, like, a pretty specific looking style. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've, I've heard people try to describe it as, like, they're, like, it looks kind of retro. But I feel like if I told them that I spent hours a day drawing the Muppets, like, from, like, photos of Muppets. Yep. I think they'd be able to see that and that might be what they're seeing. Yep, I see it. Yeah. Like, and this thing is... <laughs> I think I did make a very intentional choice with my style to study specifically typography and puppetry. Mm-hmm. And I, I think especially if you're younger, study something that's popular that people like, but also find yeah. something that's a little like uh, outside of what people are doing. Like, yeah. 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 I think that's, yeah. Like open your heart to things that aren't <laughs> just anime and flapjack. Well, the thing is also like the the best, like when a big anime breaks or something or a big like new cartoon breaks, mm-hmm. it's generally because it has a new style to it. Yeah. Um, and then that just becomes the main style. But like, yeah, like, uh, like post flapjack, like when adventure time came out and now like every cartoon kind of looked like that for a while. Yeah. Like that was because they were looking at stuff that wasn't sort of like, cause the thing is that the era right before adventure time, everything like everybody's like, Oh, Cal art style is so stupid, but it's like, before that, everything kind of looked the same in its own way, too. That's true. That's um, very true. So I, I think definitely it's not a big deal to have a style that's very similar to other people, but you should have a little piece of it that's yours. Yeah, like no matter what, inevitably everything we do is going to look dated at some point. Uh, yeah. Th- and the best you can... Is- Go ahead. <laughs> oh, the best you can hope for is to just keep picking up new stuff along the way. So hopefully you don't get 
lost behind, but like just always adapt and keep an open mind. That is something I've been thinking about a lot because I do think I'm starting to hit the edge of my stuff looking slightly dated. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate, but I Mm-mm. feel... I don't think I, it well, is. Well, the thing is I'm actively looking for new things to pull into what I'm doing. You're definitely closer to it than I am. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing is like, I, I think... I think the thought of like... Uh, you know, worrying about your style isn't something unique to somebody who's at the very beginning. No, it's uh, not. But I think the big advice is start now. The, the style will be informed by what you're doing. Yes, don't let that stop you. That's part of the process. Yeah. Also, like, uh, you know, if you design the style, in quotes, of how you draw before you do comics, when you go to make comics, like, and you find that your style's too detailed, you're going to hate yourself. Ugh. Like. Yeah, and then yeah, you've like, committed. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the thing. It's like it's uh, the, it, the style should be informed by the process, and mm-hmm. you'll find your style as you're going. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody finds their style. Yeah. I think. I think, I think so. It's Yeah. It's just a um, combination of the stuff that you like, that you look at, and uh, whatever shapes your hands gravitate to. Yeah. But I, th- I think a big thing is... Just do the work and also constantly yes. be looking for new things that might not be what you conventionally think of as yeah. an influence. Yeah. I think yeah. we did it. I think we I think we did that one. You want me to do you want me to do the next one? Yeah, go for it. Please, please right. go for that. So Miles asks, do you ever regret becoming a comic artist? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Simple answer for me, no. This is all I can do. Simple answer up front, no. Uh, I, I actually, so I think this might have been a joke question. I think uh, it's a good question, though. So this thing is, I, think, I think it is good. Share, share your thoughts, Michael, because you have a lot more feelings than I do about comics in a way. All right, so up front, regardless of what I say after this, no. I do not regret becoming a comic book artist, but I, I will say, you know, as a in quotes professional, I think people have this idea that, you know, oh, when I become a car- comics artist, I'll, I'll be happy. And, you know, I will say almost every single day that I make comics has some degree of misery in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the, the thing is like, so there's... In, <laughs> Well, here's the thing is, I didn't start drawing until I was like 21 or 22. Uh, Drawing is not a natural process for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single drawing I do is is spiritual warfare. It's like a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, you poor thing. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, a poor baby has to draw pictures for a living. No, it's fine. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. And... But this thing is like, this is, you know, a very, very, very uh, mentally taxing and difficult job for me. Hmm. But it's also the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is always worth it. Uh, you know, there are things about, you know, being in the arts that are kind of scary. Like we're totally good right now, but like it doesn't 
feel like a stable job no matter how well you're doing. No, it never does. Um, but like I, it, I, I think that might also have to do with the fact that we've, uh, we're poor people. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Nothing will ever feel stable for us. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't poor. My grandparents had jobs <laughs> and they oh, sent me yeah. money. That's, um, that's good for you. Wow. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I do think, I do think growing up in circumstance does make you always nervous about money. I, I think that's but true. It's, but you know, this is, <laughs> this is a very different kind of job than other jobs. Like, uh, there is not really a salaried position with health insurance no. in comics. Mm-mm. Like that's not a real thing. Uh, there is no, the quality of the comic isn't even really a guarantee that things are going to work. No. Nope. Uh, in some situations, uh, if you if you are doing it yourself, it can be more. But like, especially when you start working with publishers, mm-hmm. like, you know, I could be feeling real good about a project, but if I needed a publisher's involvement, like, there's that's not that's not stable. Even if it's good, like, we've both seen publishers buy absolute garbage and refuse to pick up genius masterwork books. That's true. Like, it's basically gambling. It is gambling. We're gambling. Uh, yeah. No, it does kind of feel like gambling with some level of you're allowed to lean on the roulette table on occasion and to try to influence it. <laughs> I think um, that's a good that's a good description. So, but oh yeah, I don't I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I don't regret it one bit. Um, Also, I'm still in my very early 30s. If things completely fell apart, I could theoretically pull it together and get a different job. Uh, Yeah, you could. Maybe that's just what I tell myself so I don't panic. Yeah, I mean, you you could. You're you're fine. You're good. You're also very skilled. You're like an extrovert, which is like rare in 2021. Um, I think you're solid. You could do whatever if you didn't feel like doing comics. But uh, I physically, I couldn't do anything else. The only other job I've had outside of comics was being a night janitor. (laughs) (laughs) And I dropped out of high school. I have not qualified for anything else. And I'm going to make this work till my last breath. The end. (laughs) So, like that said, I... The things about comics that give me pause mm-hmm. are things that, you know, clearly at the beginning, you have to do whatever you can do. Yeah. But now, like, so I do not, I enjoy designing characters. I just des- enjoy writing. I enjoy laying out pages. Doing tight pencils and inks is, if I had to do that for everything I ever did forever, I might regret becoming a comic artist. Wow. Uh, but as things are going forward, I'm taking the things that I don't like about the job. And finding people who like that part of the job. Yeah. Uh, and working with those people. Like and, like Hostway. Yeah. Hostway loves oh. drawing. They actually love it. And also you can tell by their art that they love and it. And they're so good at it. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Um, they, 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 they love it. So that's the thing is, if uh, you but, can always change stuff to fit your needs if you've got any regrets cropping up as things go. But so, no, I guess we do not regret being cartoonists no i got no i got no regrets resubmit this question in 20 years Re- yes check in again <laughs> I, i've met a lot of cartoonists in their 50s who had a very good early career 
who seem uh, rather displeased. We'll see how we feel after we start um, uh, pumping out the babies. <laughs> if, we have, uh, if we have babies, I might regret it. Oh, um, absolutely. Uh, but... I, th- I think we're going to be fine. I think everything's going to th- be good. I'm very optimistic. So. I'm pretty optimistic I think, too. I think I'm too optimistic to regret anything. Right. Yeah, you yeah. are. I'm very pessimistic, but yeah. I still feel very optimistic about my comics career because I have a lot of confidence. Yeah. So that's the big thing is if, uh, if you feel any regret cropping up, uh, that's probably a sign that you need to change something about what you're doing. Or... Yeah. You might have to just deal with it for a while, <laughs> like me inking this book I'm doing right now. Yeah. yeah do you want to? Hope. Hopefully, that was good, Miles. Uh, if if that didn't help, uh, feel free to write into customer support. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, the next question is from anonymous, saying, "I love you." And what do you think is the most pleasing part of the comics making process? When do you feel you've done a good job the most? Michael, do you have thoughts? Uh, yeah, I've got. See, this is a much nicer question to answer than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as existential. Um, for me, I like thinking of you know the the overall scope of the story. Uh, like thinking of you know these are the characters, this is their goals, this is what they do. And I love breaking that down into scenes. And I like, you know, I just love the act of just like, you know, picking the shots. And I guess that's like writing in comics, which yeah. is like kind of different than a lot of people expect. Like neither of us write scripts. No, like, we with don't. Words. No. Uh, we just like draw loose pages and then edit those. Mm-hmm. Basically. And yeah. Yeah. For me, that is, you know, coming up with like the character designs and like, mm-hmm. You know, you've got like the plot and you've got these two characters, like this one guy, you know, you look at the two characters and you're like, these characters are kind of similar. And you like tweak a character to maybe be a little more personally demanding in a way that works off of another character and the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be too vague. But like, you know, if you've got like. Vague. Two, I don't think that's like, vague. This thing is to me, like one of the things I love doing is like looking at a group of characters and figuring out, well, actually, if this character hates loud noises and this character won't stop screaming, this whole book is funnier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to me, like, finding yeah. little details like that is, like... Oh, finding, like, points of tension? Yeah, so, like, if I've got, like, a whole, like, outline for a book and then I'm like, wait, hold up. If this scene takes place in a library and this dude hates noise and this dude won't stop screaming and, like this scene sort of like at this midpoint in the book when all the characters already hate each other happens, there can be like a huge breakdown. Like that's the kind of stuff I really like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what part of the process do you like? Um, I think it depends on what I'm working on. Uh, when I'm doing girl juice, which is mostly strips with kind of like interweaving stories since I don't plan those out in any capacity, I just like write them as I go. It feels really good when I just like hit like a random flow with the story and it like things line up together and make sense. And then I finish it. 
Uh, so are you saying that when you write these stories, you don't know, you don't even know what the end of the story is when you start it? No, generally not. Uh, I, I'll get the ending at some point in the middle of doing it. Like I just figured out the end for the story that I'm working on right now for Girl Juice. Uh, but on, on, on the flip side, I, when I'm doing like, like when I was working on polyester before I got bogged down with girl juice, I really liked researching and figuring out how to fit that research into the plot. Yeah. Uh, that was really, 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 really fun for me. And probably the first thing I'm going to do once I'm done with girl juice. That's always been like watching you work has been a very interesting approach to me. Yeah. Because you work page to page and it, it turns out just like that's the thing is like so the way I work is I generally need a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. Uh, and I need the beginning, middle and end to work as if they're their own joke in some way. Yeah. Like the pieces all kind of have to fit together to me. And then once I know that I improvise basically everything in the book, like all the dialogue. But yes. it's because... Yes. It's because for me, if I know how it's going to end and I kind of vaguely know like where the characters are going to be having like, I have to be able to push on what happens later early in the story. Yeah, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go Go ahead. I think I think you can also, as you're writing, look back to what you wrote earlier. And that's how I do the same thing. That's exactly what I was doing. Yeah, I was was about to say that's basically my process. And like sometimes I do have the end in mind first, but it's very, very, very subject to change. Like, I can completely destroy the end and it'd be a completely different story and I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But the thing is, like, one of the big things I want to do with this podcast is really reinforce there's, like, no right way to yeah. do any of this. It's it, just what works for you and gets rid of whatever anxiety you have about doing it. Yeah. And I think... um like, I feel like we both get a lot of questions about just like the process of making stuff. And I wonder if a lot of people just get stalled up on thinking that like, again, like they have to do a certain thing in a certain way and yeah. not realize that everybody has a completely different workflow. Yeah. And like, you just got to figure out what works for you. Like what works yeah. for us isn't going to work for other people. But uh, the next part of that question was... Uh, when do you feel you've done a good job the most? So yeah. when do you feel that? It's the same as the pleasing part. I feel like I only like <laughs> it. I feel like, I feel like it's pleasing because I feel good at it. Um, mm-hmm. Like okay. I do feel that that's where my strength is, is in sort of like large scale, like structural stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, which is kind of a frustrating way to work because the day-to-day of drawing pages can kind of be a, like, you know, I answered this earlier. Yes. It's like yeah, a slog yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's uh it's an unending hell. It's not as bad as it may be. I'm very dramatic. I'm a very dramatic person. Oh um, my. I'm a, a yeah. writer. Okay. See, for me, the, the satisfaction for me at the end is getting the book done. You you have a feeling of satisfaction when you see a printed book? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. or I feel like even more so, just like even one single review, negative or positive. Yeah. Uh it makes me cry every time. And I feel like that's I know this the, I've seen this happen. <laughs> I feel like that's the only time in the process of making comics at all where I just like 
ball. Like I just uncontrollable yeah. sobbing, but it's a, not yeah. in a bad way. I'm just yeah. emotional. So, yeah. That's always like interesting to me. Cause to me, the way, especially with, you know, if you want to make a living with comics, you have mm-hmm. to be so on the move uh, that when a book is being printed and out, I'm already in the middle of feeling frustrated about the next book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I never have time to let myself feel any sort of emotion about a book coming out. Oh, I um, I give myself all the time in the world. I also just crave validation and I'm a cancer. Well, I'm a Capricorn and that means I have, I don't, I, I'm not on CoStar. I don't know what that means. Um, it means basically everything you said is accurate to your sign today. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I love that for you. I love that for me as well, as a cap, mm-hmm. which is something a Capricorn would feel. Oh, I think so, for sh- for sure. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Right. Uh, so the next question is from Mel Gross, uh, and I think this kind of has some stuff to do with stuff from earlier, which is why I picked this one. How the hell do I write the script of a long ass comic? <laughs> How do I start? <laughs> I have an idea of the main story. Oh, sorry. I have an idea of the main story plot and how the relationships between the characters progress, but now I don't know what to do. I don't love writing, and I would like a more visual way of progressing, but I feel like I might have to just buckle up and write a full-on script. Um, (laughs) And I think this is the perfect question for us. Yes, because neither of us script unless there's a gun to our heads. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I just, if, if it really takes planning thumbnails i just draw thumbnails with dialogue on the side and then you can just reorganize it shuffle it around do what you got to do but i will not write a script you could not get me to write a script so in the last year i've written three graphic novels and i'm currently writing two more uh do you want me to just i i'll just explain my process Mm -hmm, yeah uh which i think you know is pretty straightforward at this point i feel like i've got it streamlined so I don't script. What I do is, uh, you know, clearly like you can do it on paper, you can do it however. But what I do is I have a, a big Photoshop file that's <laughs> a low DPI. This is, this is, the file is, everybody who's seen it thinks I'm insane, but it works. It's a low DPI file. So it's only like a hundred DPI, but it's just, it's literally all of the pages. I think the story will take on one big digital piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So there's like 120 squares uh, that are the pages. And, you know, I've got sort of the outline in my mind and I go in and I just start drawing the pages. And, you know, I don't do it in order necessarily, just whatever in the moment feels right. And I feel I feel inspired to work on, I'll work on. So if it's like, and I'll kind of just do it where in the book I think it is. And one of the reasons I like this sort of digital situation, which I think you could do this just like a bunch of stacks of paper. Yeah. Uh, is I just move shit around. Uh, if it's actually closer, I just move it. Um, and a big thing I do is I like to, you know, a scene has a starting and a beginning. I just like to go through and as establish as many of the scenes as possible, especially if I know what's going to happen. Uh, if it's a little looser, maybe I don't do this. But just the more anchor points you have to work from, and then I just write forward and backward from there. But I write it by literally just drawing the pages and, you know, when I draw a page, I start it with like the start of an action, like someone instigating. And I try to end the pages or spreads 
with an idea closing. Like it might not be the end of the scene, but like if there's, you know, a scene where somebody gets confronted, there's an argument and then they cry, you know, maybe I, you know, put them starting to cry at the end of a page. And then I sort of fill that information in visually. And, you know, sometimes I need more information. And since it's digital, I just take that little cry panel, pop that bad boy over to the next page. And then I just keep filling things. And I, I think the big thing is just, you know, comics is so specific. And I feel like writing comics as a comic has been the most helpful thing for me. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, like, I can go ahead. Oh, um, it's it, I, I feel like what happens when people write instead of just draw slash write the way we do um, is people get too wordy. They don't know how to lay things out anymore. And like speech balloons get stupid. Like you end yeah, up cramming that- too much. You cram too much on a yeah. page and it's like the flow is bad. Yeah. Well, like, especially like I was saying, I like things to have like starting and endpoints. I like like actions to sort of be contained to mm-hmm. page formats. Yes. And yeah. anytime I script, I'll be like, wait, the ending thing is like in the middle of the, the next page. Yeah. Like it never done, like, ends on a good beat. Yeah. 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 So to me, like that flow of start, conflict, stop, start, conflict, stop, start, conflict, stop, that sort of rhythm of the pages. Yes. I think is one of the things I go for in my work. Yeah. Uh, especially like changing locations for me. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. never want to change location in the middle of a page. No. I want. No, no, you also, should Also, I don't even like, I don't even like doing it page to page. Uh, I'll write books as spreads. So my file has the pages next to each other as if you're looking at a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like when I'm writing on paper, I draw two pages at a time, the squares for two pages like butted yes. up against each other as if I was looking at a book. Because to me, you're seeing all of that when you're looking at the page. Yes. And like, I don't like to change scenes. Like if I establish a scene, I like to stay there from the top of the left-hand page to the bottom of the right-hand page, if possible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't, uh, and that's fine. But in my head, even for a short thing, I like to you know, do that. But also if like somebody's like, you know, if you've got a thing where you want to show somebody like picking up a bunch of stuff and then putting it on a shelf for me, I don't want any sort of, uh, complicated action to be broken up by changing pages. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like anytime I script that happens. Yeah. Um, you can't plan for that stuff in a script the same way. Yeah. Or maybe you can, but, but I'm not able to. We certainly can't. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like, I feel like the scripting process, like, anytime I try to read a Marvel or DC book, mm-hmm. I just, like, there's, like, too many words. And it's, like, it's why is this person just talking and talking and talking? Like, you can't forever. do that in a comic the same way you can in a movie. I No, you um, really can't. It's not the same medium. Yeah. Uh, um, no, like, reading those comics, though, it's, like, you read it and it's, like, oh, this is scripted. Like this is scripted. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think, I think the benefit of how we work, one of the comments I get the most is how uh, good my dialogue is. Yeah. And I'm, I contribute that a hundred percent to not scripting and just like doing it as I'm writing, like doing the actual comic. Well, uh, I think that's the thing is like, 
when I go into a scene, I generally know this person wants this. Yes. They're either going to get it or not going to get it. And Mm -hmm. this is how it's going to resolve. Yeah. And that sort of like conversational improvisation of like how the dialogue works on the page uh, is how I write. Yeah. Um, Same. Like, but also like seeing how much space I have left on a page. A lot of the times I'm writing to the space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like if I know I want a certain drawing or thing at the end of the page and I know I've got like some extra space before I get to the end of the page, occasionally I will, because of that spatial difference, I'll write an extra joke or put in a reaction face. Yeah, yeah. Influenced by the space, not by my original like intent. No, I do um, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, which, I think it's... I think it makes it like feel more naturalistic. Like, yeah, it's like it's more fun. It's like less rigid. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it's it's you know in comics you have you have to produce a lot of work. Like you have to. Yes, you don't yes. Uh, unless you're rich or a genius. Uh, you, you have no option because yeah. of how the system works. In quotes, like there's just no way to make enough money mm-hmm. unless you're rich or genius um yeah diversify your portfolio <laughs> <laughs> well but this thing is like uh this way of writing it's like it's faster also like the when i write out the page a lot of the times my pencil stage okay mm-hmm. all the time actually i <laughs> do not i take those like small drawings from when i wrote the book mm-hmm. and i put them in a photoshop file and i'll, I'll blow them up and i'll print those i'll like I'll, I'll, I'll fidget them. I'll like, you know, make sure they're arranged more pleasingly. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of redrawing, but I print those out and I draw right over them. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I was watching, I was watching the interview with Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld uh, last <laughs> yeah. night in the yeah. living room, but they would take their thumbnails and they would use a projector to project it onto the final page. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I find the same way as they described that when you try to copy a drawing, it gets stiff. Yeah. And like, so that's the thing is I'm writing. And as I'm writing, that's basically what I'm, you know, I do some penciling over it to make sure like the perspective's right. If I have like a better idea for a drawing, but a lot of the times I'm like drawing right over that. Yeah. I think people who've been drawing for like a month have probably noticed that when they try to redraw something, the first one is a lot more like dynamic and flowy and good than their second attempt. You can never get a second attempt right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like my, my doing this has nothing to do with working faster. It just happens to be faster. It's like capturing that initial spontaneous drawing is so important to me. I think it's, Um, I think it should be more important to more people. Uh, yeah but so like mel has you know they have the relationships and the plot and to me if you've got that just take a guess at how many pages you think it is and just grab a stack of paper and just start you know just beginnings ends popping information in and let yourself let yourself jump around don't think you have to do it page one to the last page in order yeah yeah yeah. you can Um, fill in gaps whenever you can but it's not there's no immediacy to having one, two, three, four, five pages done. Like you could do five pages and then 20 to 30 pages later on. Like it's not, 
Yeah. Uh, also, just like you're not, you're not beholden to order. Also, you're in the writing phase, so to me, the most important thing is keeping movement. Uh, don't worry about the things you're putting on the page being the final thing. You can always edit it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody's gonna see the thing you're doing. Uh, I think the big thing is just finding what is natural in the moment and keep moving. Um, you know, also because like that sort of momentum really can get you through a whole book. Uh, whereas like if you're spending a lot of time editing in the beginning, you might mm-hmm. get really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like like I wrote the second wizard book in probably like a month. Uh, was that, is that accurate? Um, month yeah. and a half, two months. Pretty fast. Uh, yeah. But, but that's the thing is like, it was just, you know, I had that momentum and I was just like every idea, just put it down, have an idea, put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how is, how does this room look? Put it down. Uh, and you know, a lot of it got completely changed. Uh, there's like, huge sections that are not in the final book, but I used the momentum of, even if I wrote more than I needed, like the ideas in those may have been used. Um, like there's like a whole, I kind of like think I should have like a deleted scenes PDF. <laughs> with the book. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. There's like huge 20 page segments that I wrote that just aren't even in it. Oh God. But, yeah. Yeah. But by just letting myself write them, I think that momentum actually got me through it faster than if I would have been like, well, is this really the scene that needs to be here? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, with the second, second Hellphone book I'm working on now, or I'm sh- should be coloring now. Uh, <laughs> there was like 60 pages in that book where I was like, wait a minute, this wasn't, wait, this isn't, no. <laughs> and then I had to just take a whole chunk of the book out and rewrite it and redraw it. But luckily my process is fast enough where it wasn't like a huge loss. Um, so that, that actually was more of a loss for you than it was for me because yeah. you yeah. drew those pages. I did. I did. That's the thing is I fully <laughs> did. I, I drew those pages. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I full on drew those pages. So here's the thing though. Even with the drawing – do you think it was still faster to do it that way than to make sure everything was perfect before you started? Yeah, I think if everything was perfect before I started, I would never start. Yeah. Because uh, nothing's ever going to actually feel perfect. Uh, yeah. Even after it's done, it's not going to feel perfect. And that's just, you got to roll with it. Yeah. Um, I think... Now I don't, I'm just like looking over the question, making sure we, we got every element of it. I, yeah. Um, I actually like these questions that have more than one element to them. Like, I feel like it gives yeah. more context. Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. These, so are, good, I, you know, these are good questions. These are good, those are good yeah. questions. This thing is, they said they feel like they might have to just buckle up and write the script. And it's like, yeah. well, I mean, you do have to just buckle up and do it. You, you have to buckle uh, up, but you don't necessarily have to script. There's no reason if you don't like scripting that you have to script. That's nonsense. Yeah. Well, what we do is scripting, though, in a way. Uh, in a way. Uh, no, it's um, not. It's not sitting down at a typewriter like with a Word document. Like I won't do that. Yeah. yeah last point before we get to the last question. I do yes. feel like comics are a visual medium. Uh, and working the way we work where we're just drawing... Sometimes it's about the drawing, not the dialogue. 
And like, mm-hmm. I feel like this really helps us emphasize, well, this can actually be solved visually. So yeah, I think, yeah. uh, I, think I agree. Okay, you want to do the, you, you want to read the last one? Sure. Uh, Cillian, I think asks, mm-hmm. how do you know if you have a good idea for a comic? You don't. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, right. Not- I, I, th- I think this is actually a really good question because it's impossible to know. It's impossible um, to know, yeah. Because well, also, it depends on what you mean by good idea. But for the question, let's assume good idea means other people will like it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and well, yeah. Go uh, I was just going to say, I think the best way to know if other people like it is to show people. So yeah, yeah. You just got to do it. Quickly do Quickly do a couple pages and put it out there. Uh, also, assuming this is like a first comic or maybe even second or third comic, um, you do get a feel eventually for when things are going to be successful for you, I think. Like, yeah. I've started projects that I was like, this is not going to be for anybody except for me and a handful of people. Like, this isn't, this isn't going to be a big seller. Uh, but then I, I, as soon as I just drew the characters for Girl Juice, I was like, this is going to be, a, this is going to sell. This is going to sell stuff. Yeah. Like you, you'll, I mean, you'll get a sense of it eventually. But when you're just starting out, if you're asking this type of question, uh, you just got to, it's a gamble. You just got to do it and figure yeah. out what works. Yeah. That's the thing is, I think the big thing is, you know, kind of like how in television they have pilots, like you don't make a whole season, you make right. one episode. Yeah. 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 And yeah. You see if you see if it works. Because the thing is, like, in your mind, you're you have a vision that's not what you're going to make. Uh, no, it's it's never the thing in your head is never what's going to be the finished thing. No. Um, so, like, my big thing is two or three pages, put them out there, and like, you know, even if you don't have an audience, put them on like Reddit or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, or just even toss them ask around. somebody. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, don't just send them, but you can DM people and say, hey, I have an idea for something. Will you look at this? I understand if you don't want to. Like, make sure you're like, whatever. But I look at people's stuff all the time. Yeah, I know. I, there are, this is like a, an unpopular opinion because I know a lot of people don't like getting those DMs. And every few months, I feel like I see a Twitter thread of like a, a, a professional cartoonist being like, um, do not do this because we don't like this. And it's like, are you like? you don't like that but like there are a lot of people who have answered our questions we've answered people's questions like yeah so many of the people i'm friends with are because before i knew anybody i just dm them yeah Um, yeah you you have to be very cool with them not responding yeah that's not like a personal attack on you no also like the Um, worst thing that happens is that they ignore it or don't read it like it's not a big deal like move on with your life yeah um um but yeah, I, th- I think the big thing is you you can't really, even if you had a feeling, you can't really know the extent no. of how well it's going to uh, work. No, it's always a gamble. Even when you get better at figuring out when the odds are in your favor, like it's still a gamble. Also, like it might not be like the right moment for the thing too. Like there's that thing yeah. of like once in a while people will discover like a comic from, or like a, not a comic, maybe comics too, but people will like rediscover like a, a novel from like the sixties or seventies. And they're like, holy shit, this person died in poverty and this sold 2000 copies, but it's amazing. Um, mm. But it was just cause it wasn't the right moment for the thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that's kind of an extreme example, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and right. it, it, that also happens within people's lifetimes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I I hope uh, I hope that helps you, Cillian, and I hope your idea for a comic is good. I do too, and but I will say, if you don't make it, it's not a good idea. That's true. Um, if it doesn't so exist, it's, it's if it doesn't exist, it's bad. It, it's the best idea in the world not drawn is more worthless than the worst idea in the world drawn. So uh, true. So true, Bestie. Means, so true. It, it means nothing if you don't make it. So make a couple pages, make a pilot, mm-hmm. see if people like it, mm-hmm. and that's how you know. Yeah. That's that. That's yeah. that on that. That's that on that. So uh, do you want to you wanna talk about where people can find us online? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, um, I know I, where people you can... do that on podcasts. Um, y- y- yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've heard pod- I've heard podcasts before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm at, I'm at Benji Nate on Twitter and Instagram, and my website is girlbenji.com If I remembered to pay the host. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Michael Sweater. You can find me yeah. at Michael Sweater on Instagram. No other social media. Amazing. Uh, because I am distractible, and You're, I will check it all day. What? You're so brave. I'm so brave. No, You're I just so I know that if I have Twitter, I'm just going to watch people dunk on each other all day. Yeah. Because I like I'm a gossipy little drama baby. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you could check my website at michaelsweater.com. Uh, and that'll be up if my wife remembered to check the host. Yeah. Well, you also uh, we have one eight hundred penpals.com. Yeah, it, that that there's a little thing that happens after we talk right now. Oh. That has that, but you should also go there. And oh yeah. <laughs> Also, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, go to 1-800-PENPALS.com. There will be a link to where you can submit questions. Yeah, there will be. I'm going to edit the beginning to have us say that in the beginning. Yeah. But it's here. We love your questions. Yeah, Uh, great questions. If you submit a joke question, also submit a real question. Yeah, that's the law. Uh, That's that's my only request. Some people submitted joke questions and... I'm not going to answer any questions about hot dogs on this podcast unless you also ask a real question. Yeah, uh, real questions only, please, except for... Well, no, no. If, if you also submit a real question, you can do a joke question. Yes, 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 yes. That's, well, that's what the except for was going to be. It's a, it, oh, we're allowed to have fun in games I, here. We're allowed I'm to have fun in games. Michael, you keep interrupting me with your apology <laughs> for interrupting me. <laughs> You've been listening to 1-800-PEN-PALS podcast, Integrated Comic Solution. I love you. Okay, bye. I love you too. Bye. You've been listening to the 1-800-PEN-PALS podcast, a production of Good Boy Industries. For more information or to submit your own questions for the show, please visit our website at 1-800-PEN-PALS.com. Goodbye.